It's time to unravel the hidden mysteries of the universe. Time to uncover the truth hidden beneath the veil of lies. Time to transport your mind from the perverted matrix and connect with your higher consciousness into the world of the divine paradigm. The divine paradigm. Divine paradigm. And now your hosts of The Divine Paradigm, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Aloha and welcome to Divine Paradigm on KCOR Radio at kcorradio.com. And I'm your host, Janet Kira Lesson with Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson and our producer is Tina Marie. And today we're we're speaking with John Titer II. This is part two. We had an earlier conversation with John. Let's see, that was on the 8th of August. And now we are going to pick up, and there's a lot of things happening in the environment. And we're going to talk about climate change and what's going on with the poor people down in Houston and other parts of Texas. What would you like to say before we bring on John? Well, uh, John uh, is, um, for those of you who've been following it, is. Uh, one of many uh, people now who are really blowing the whistle on uh, the um, program where people are cloned and regressed and work many, many years uh, uh, in a different time zone sometimes. And this whole business is just totally amazing and fascinating. But more and more people are coming out and uh, interviewing us about being on the same kind of program that evidently yeah. uh, John was a really big shot in. Right. Hey, John was in the secret space program. That's one of the keywords. Just Google it. He uh, flew the TR-3B spacecraft, and he was the, in the 177th time travel division. But without further ado, welcome to the show, John. Sorry for the late start. We had internet problems. But, John, aloha. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you back. Uh, tell us, what's a, what's a tie-in? And, you know, you've been to the future. You've seen that we don't have a very promising future. You've tried to change timelines. You're working adamantly to uh, warn humanity about this, um, these earth changes and what our part is in this phenomenon and what we can do to change it. So what's your perspective on the current uh, hurricane situation and uh, Houston and other parts of Texas? And I guess it's, as you said earlier, it's heading where is it heading tell us well we're all ears we're, we're it's going east now towards uh louisiana and it'll hit new orleans if it's not already and uh in houston they've had so much rain in a very short period of time that two levees broke and these were all oh my gosh levees. but i mean uh they were they were letting uh, water out of these reservoirs and the reservoirs just didn't hold. And yeah. the amount of damage that's being done there by this hurricane, uh, I think that uh, it'll be many, many times greater than Katrina or some of the other ones that we've had in the past because we're having more and more uh, events of severe weather. Here on the West Coast, uh, Southern California, uh, we are suffering uh, with 
a heat wave like I have never seen before here. Uh, 111 degrees, 112 degrees. Uh, it's 116 degrees, I know, down in uh, Palm Desert. But I, I've been in Palm Desert when it's been 126. Oh, so, my gosh. You know, like, when, when it gets that hot, the problem is uh, your animals. Uh, horses uh, that I have at uh, Star Dancer Ranch, I mean, the problem is they go through 55 gallons of water a day per horse, 50 horses, you're talking a lot of water. And, and right. then the problem is that the older horses can't manage the heat at all. And so you expect to lose animals. And people that are, uh, you know, raising other kinds of poultry and uh, ducks, geese, things like this, they're having losses too. And so it's, it's very hard uh, in people in agriculture. Uh, I think that we're going to continue to see more severe weather. Uh, the, the thing that's happened to the planet is that uh, the krill, there's been a die-off, and the krill is like the bottom of the food chain. Everything that feeds on the krill is dying, and then things that feed on them are dying. It's a pyramid effect. Uh, they, they've been looking uh, at the numbers of penguins this year in Antarctica, and the numbers are way down. The numbers of killer whales, way down. So the, the oceans are really toxic soup with so much plastic in them, it's incredible. Uh, and people just continue to throw trash, and it goes downstream to the ocean, and we have a tremendous amount of uh, things in our oceans that are killing seabirds and the fish. The fish are pretty inedible at this point, especially in the Pacific Ocean. It's just not the mercury content. It's radiation from Fukushima that, that's come all the way across to the Pacific uh, coast. Wow. It's not going to get better until we, we stop the pollution. Right. I, I, so I perceive that the major cause of this is pollution. Is there any kind of effect from uh, Nibiru coming in the inner solar system and warming up of all the planets from your perspective? I, I, I really think that the, the pollution that we're seeing uh, is part of the culprit, but global warming and the causes of global warming, uh, it comes down to uh, CO2 in the atmosphere, and we've, we've polluted the atmosphere, the water, the air. I mean, we've done these things to ourselves, and now we're going to pay a price. And as, as we've discussed before, uh, the U.S. government has two off-world colonies at this point that are pretty self-sufficient. So you have to figure that who's going to get to go? The rich, well, uh, VIPs in the government, 
when, when this planet no longer supports life, uh, the privileged few will get to go and start all over again. And we didn't win that lotto. <laughs> well, oh, John, you, you won the lotto, though. Now you've got a, a ticket, right, to go? I, I and Marcia, we can go. Uh, and and the, my whole thing is that I'd rather see the environment cleaned up. Uh, there's so many things that we could do to turn it around, but the government turns a blind eye to the environment. Uh, since Donald Trump has become president, and I want to say that I endorsed him, but for not the being an environmentalist, uh, the Clintons basically uh, are accountable for at least 14, 15 homicides and counting. You know, uh, it's just ridiculous. So they, they don't get prosecuted. Yeah, everybody up at the top, they they all have blood on their hands in one way or another. You know, either you kill people directly or you kill their environment or you, you know, deny them medical care. And, you know, all, there's all kinds of ways to kill human beings and animals in this whole planet. And uh, what I'm looking for is what kind of solutions can we, is there any way to do this on an individual level and then a collective level, building it from the grassroots level? Because, of course, the... It seems like they just want to terraform this planet, get rid of the existing life forms. Uh, somebody else is controlling this whole thing. It's, you know, it's not human. It doesn't seem to be human controlling this whole thing and, and allowing this to happen because there are ways to clean this up. So, yeah, you, you endorsed uh, Trump. You know, what's that about? <laughs> is uh, he, you know, um, he's the crazy? one that they didn't have any murders to attach to him. Uh, and, and the Clintons did have that. And so I, I didn't vote for Hillary, and, and I wasn't going to endorse her. Uh, she's not much of an environmentalist either. Hillary and Bill are out for Hillary and Bill. Uh, and that's yeah. her entire Trump's story. Trump. So they, yeah. they deals with uh, Vladimir Putin for uh, uranium and... Uh, Titanium, the only really good producer of titanium in this country, which is west of Las Vegas, that mine there that you pass by on your way to Vegas, the Russians own it now. Wow. Wow. Did you know that? No. no didn't know that. And then the, the Clintons were instrumental in... in Allowing the Russians to buy that mine, just west of Las Vegas, which I just I just boggles my mind. So the Clintons made money wherever they could. They sold influence when Hillary was Secretary of State. Uh, I think that Obama and and Hillary both belong in prison, but whether they they would happen or not, because there's so many people in the uh, U.S. Congress that are criminals. It's just incredible. And, and there are some long-standing criminals that are supposed to be representing the people. But the plain fact of the matter is, under Trump, they have quietly taken off global warming off government sites. 
about the environment yeah. and things like that. They're just trying to smooth it over. The problem is, as temperatures rise and as the oceans rise, as polluted as they are, there are going to be islands in the Pacific that vanish. And that's started to happen already in the Solomons and in the Marshall Islands. And there's other islands that aren't there anymore because they're awash. If you look uh, over in the Indian Ocean, the Seychelles, uh, those islands are underwater now because water levels are starting to really rise. And we're seeing it. And at some point, all over the world, sea level is going to rise 40 to 60 feet. And <laughs> that beachfront property you used to have may not be really beachfront property anymore. Right. Might... <laughs> It'll be underwater. <laughs> so that's, that's where it's all, oh. you know, the, the, uh, the Greenland ice sheet, uh, the fact that you can basically navigate uh, the Northwest Passage with very little trouble now because there's nothing to impede a freighter from doing so. Something they always wanted to do, now you can do it easily enough. Uh, Marcia and I went to Alaska here just uh, a few weeks ago, and we looked at glacier activity. And what I was seeing across the board was glaciers are receding significantly and the fisheries have been impacted uh fishing is down in alaska so it, it's all the what we've said all along it was going to happen uh you keep dumping trash in the oceans and the oceans won't provide fisheries for you or or fisheries right. that are edible so the you know the so, uh, the whale population the killer whale population dying off uh huh so we're uh, coming up on the first break sorry such a short segment but um, wanted to ask you about when you went to the future what did you see you went to what twenty what was it twenty fifty or something yes and we have like four minutes break but we can start this. What was what did you see when you went to 2050? 2050. Uh, the infrastructure, the government infrastructures. Oops. Sorry, about that. got him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basically, uh, governments break down when populations can't be fed. There's domestic violence. Uh, police forces fail. Uh, National Guard fails to uh, keep the peace uh, in this country. And what is the outcome is that gangs become de facto uh, governing groups. And uh, what we saw was in 2050, uh, the gang, MS-13, uh, controls most, most of the southwestern United States. They call it. Wow. Wow. 
you'll have to tell us or got to turn off phones. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to be covering the, what the structure. What, what how can you it, how can a gang overcome the U.S. Marines? Well, we're talking uh, twenty twenty fifty fifty, and it's you know we're coming up on you know it's twenty eighteen. So that's a lot of time. Did you go to any time in between now and 2050? Uh, Did you see how this came to pass? The, the, one of the biggest things is uh, immigration from South America and Mexico. Uh, Mexico is almost a failed state now, but in the future yeah. it will be a failed state. Uh, and it will be uh, rife with uh, terrorist organizations uh, looking for targets and for uh, the drug cartels. Okay, at this point we've got a break. I'm sorry, but we will continue this. We'll be a failed state. and It's almost there, and we'll continue what this bleak future looks like. And. Uh, we'll be back in about five minutes, and you're listening to Divine Paradigm on KCOR. You are in the Divine Paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Some call it the height of human civilization. Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide colors use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network. Broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news. It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride. Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to do every day. Escape the matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Aloha, yes, we are back, Janet, Sasha, Tina, and John Titer. What would you like to say, Sash? Well, we're in the middle of a discussion of, of the uh, rising uh, water levels in reservoirs and oceans and increasing severe weather and uh, uh, the bleak picture that, uh, that John has seen uh, from 2050. That's what we Great. were discussing. Yeah. 
And then, um, yes, so you don't know how we get from here to there. Um, is there anything major that happens besides these uh, hurricanes like that are going on now? Or is there some kind of, go ahead. Uh, infrastructure will break down and I think that we're going to see it happen more and more often. Uh, the, the ability of uh, government to uh, take care of its people will be, you know, one of the things that happens. Uh, government will provide less and less services, and there'll be other groups that step in and say, we'll take care of you. And part of what happens uh, in 32 years, MS-13 will control most of the southwestern United States. Forget what the is MS-13? What does that stand for? MS, what's that stand for? It's, it's a Mexican gang. Uh, they do drugs, prostitution, uh, various and nefarious uh, criminal activities, and they've pretty much gone unchecked. Uh, occasionally, we, we apprehend them, uh, we put them in jail, we deport them, and they come right back across the wall. Uh, okay. Going why, doesn't those US, why doesn't why special forces just wipe them out? Yeah, they go in and kill people in Iran and Iraq, and they just they use their drones and go, what's, what's preventing them from doing that same type of action? One of the things that uh, you see now is that uh, cruise lines that used to go to uh, Cabo San Lucas and other places in Mexico, they don't go there anymore. Uh, I've uh, that's right. They said the booze was bad. It was poison. Well, the other thing that's happened is they had land cruises for like uh, people on the cruise lines and then uh, the buses would be boarded and uh, bandits would take the cameras and wallets and jewelry and things like that. So those kinds of activities uh, on the part of uh, the cruise lines, uh, Princess Cruise Lines, stopped going. Uh, so did some of the others. Uh, so the other thing that, that is the stark reality is they find uh, bodies without their heads and hands uh, all along the border. Uh, the the uh, effort to stem the a tide of drugs coming over the border through tunnels is uh, not really successful. Uh, the, the cartels seem to be better at tunneling underneath the, the border and bringing drugs to the United States and protecting their uh, distribution systems. It's, it's pretty incredible what just happened. Right. But we're going to see Spiraling chaos, and chaos means uh, you'll see uh, the ability of government uh, lessen in the area of law enforcement, and people will be afraid to walk the streets, or they will have a gang affiliation. They'll pay protection to a gang. These kinds of activities. Uh, there are a lot of business owners in downtown Los Angeles that pay protection money just so 
the the face of their businesses on the street don't get defaced. Mm-hmm. This is this is a very old business for gangs right. in Los Angeles. Right, Chicago in the twenties and thirties, and uh, all those uh, famous <laughs> mafia and drug lords they, they in the previous generation. On the on the East Coast, uh, it will be the mafia that runs uh, the East Coast as we come to. So does the population of the planet decline from all this stuff? You know, does well, it drastically decline? Crime goes up, murders go up, uh, healthcare uh, becomes practically non-existent unless you're rich, and then we right. get. So all these people start dying. They're not going to get their health care. They're not going to be able to get even, um, you know, if they have appendicitis or you know whatever, even <laughs> gallbladder, whatever. They're not be able to get their their stuff that saves them. So you're going to have a huge part of the population that would have lived had they had. You know, medical and health care. And they're going to start dropping off. Pandemics that we, Mm -hmm. in the past, controlled and cured, they'll come back. With uh, unregulated immigration. So if they start losing massive amounts of population, won't the environment have a chance to uh, recover somewhat? Because there won't be that much pollution going into it. If we we reach a certain percentage of, of deaths on the planet. It, won't it start to equalize? It's kind of like nature's getting rid of the, the too many fleas, too many pests. There so are going to start dying off. Archaeologists that say civilization has started over on this planet fourteen times. That's right. Right. Uh, I don't believe that civilization can continually reboot itself. Uh, what I foresee is uh, that we are also dangerously close to a nuclear war uh, with North Korea. And if we have a war with North Korea and, and a hydrogen bomb is detonated in the atmosphere, we'll become very close to incinerating a very large part of this planet. We can't. Right. So, aren't there uh, species that are are not going to let that happen? Not necessarily to save us, but because it does affect all levels of creation and and the other uh, dimensions and zones and planets that they are protecting themselves by not allowing these nukes to go off. Uh, I think that there's reason to hope that extraterrestrials that we've hosted on this planet and given uh, basically free access to our airspace and to uh, secured spaceports uh, around the world will step in and prevent uh, North Korea from blackmailing the rest of the world and starting a war, very possibly. On the other hand, uh, they have to look at it from uh, an economic standpoint. Uh, If the planet itself is dying, uh, they may just say it's not worth the effort and we'll go someplace else. 
So who makes that determination? Are you saying the extraterrestrials have already made that determination? It's, um, a, have we it's a possibility that we can't rely on the Anunnaki or the Tall Whites or the Greys or the Reptilians to step up. We have agreements well, with them, but I great. don't see that in a world where the environment's dying, that they would uh, put that effort out. Because in doing so, they will incur losses of life of their own species. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Sasha has a question. Go ahead. Well, uh, Russell Berninger and others have said, well, what, perhaps what's happening is that our computers that are now talking to each other in their own language that we can't decipher might just realize we've reached a singularity where the intelligence of our combined computing power is enough to uh, take over and uh, save humanity. Uh, what do you think of that hypothesis, John? I don't think that AI will step up and save us either. I don't think it's... Artificial intelligence that that perceives the the issues and the problems that we yeah. can't solve with government, and it steps up and saves us all. I don't think so. I really don't. It, it, mm -hmm. The the only thing that artificial intelligence would do would be to protect itself. But see, if you look at it from the Kardashev scale. On the Kardashev mm -hmm. scale, we are a level zero civilization. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Anunnaki are a level five. Yeah. Wow, they're level five. Yeah. And and we'll have to go for those levels sometime based on that scale. Um, so here's the other thought, though, because this has been emerging with my various whistleblowers that humans are very valuable in, in the sense that they are slave labor, they trade them, they're sex slaves, they use them to cyber, cyber guys, you know, to turn into cyborgs. Um, all round slave. All round slave, good all round slave, bounces back pretty hardy. You can put their legs and arms and heads back on and they, they get up and do some more. And then you can, 20, you can take them back, 20 and back and regress them and they do some more. I don't think that if you look at the whole galactic, uh, you know, solar system uh, system where this is a commodity, they wouldn't let their products, uh, you know, be wiped out like this. This is probably why they have us breeding like like rats and they've uh, denying, you know, women abortions and birth control because they do want us to uh, grow in population because we're very valuable. It's just like, you know, you, you want your cows to breed and you want your chickens to breed. They want us to breed. What do you think of that hypothesis? Because that seems to be what's emerging from all this. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I, I disagree. I think that uh, there may be superior species out there that are, are uh, smarter, faster, stronger, bigger, and... Uh, I just don't see it. We have to go back to the, the very beginnings of our species. We were created by the Anunnaki, 
and and when we were created, uh, mankind was created only to use ten percent of his power. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like mankind does not use uh, his full potential uh, and never has. Uh, I would say that clones created by the U.S. government use more of their mental uh, abilities, but I think they're still fine-tuned to be warriors and to think logistically and in terms of achieving a mission goal, but not necessarily uh, looking in terms of betterment of a species. I don't think mm -hmm. so. So th there's a lot to consider, but I don't think that we are by any means a superior species. I just don't. I think that there are better species out there. Uh, I think that the Anunnaki are very superior to us and have a civilization on the Kardashev scale, level five. And, and Michio Kaku, he's the first one to, to really endorse the Kardashev scale. And he says, we're a level zero. And if we don't make it to level one in the next hundred years, we never will. And, and I don't see us making it to level one, frankly. What I see is that uh, chaos is going to spiral out of control because governments fail to govern. And the other thing that's going to happen is that we have a sociopath uh, uh, in charge of a rogue state, North Korea, and they want to blackmail everybody with nuclear war. And eventually... Uh, we're going to be dropping bombs on North Korea, and North Korea says, yeah. "We didn't, we didn't mean it. It was all a joke." Uh, Kim Jong Un thinks it's all very funny, but if he drops a missile on Guam, uh, the Donald is going to turn the the land between South Korea and China into ocean. Mm -hmm. That's what's going so, to so this is kind of like the same scenario as the flood is coming, you know, when, um, um, the flood of Noah, and let's just let all the humans draw, die. So we're at the same type of point where this yeah. could be prevented by level five civilizations. Yeah. And so you're saying they don't value us. Now, I heard a, a, a theory that why they have kept us around this long is because we are the end result of a, of a huge genetic, uh, you know, experiment that's been going on for millions and billions of years. And what has emerged from this combination of the many different species that come into the mixture of, you know, human beings is the metagene. It's called the metagene. And that's kind of like the superhero gene. We can do things that are beyond, you know, normal scale of normal humans. We're we're psychic, telepathic, we can lift huge weights. And so that we've explored on other things. And you seem to have more enhanced abilities as a clone, and they were doing some genetic manipulations. And we don't even know everything that you're capable of, but a lot of these uh, quote-unquote super soldiers have advanced abilities, you know, super hearing, supervision, 
uh, incredible accuracy, shooting a gun, et cetera, et cetera. Can, mechanical minds. Yeah, mechanical minds can fall, can jump out of a plane from extreme heights and, and not die and not even yeah. be injured. One of the most interesting things that we heard from uh, one clone, John, was that they were trained to uh, sacrifice themselves for their buddies. And if they, you could get yourself killed and take out uh, uh, people that were going to take down your buddies, uh, you were trained well. And that's what they and the and the and and in actual fights, guys really did that. They they were the ones that uh, accepted death to save their buddies. Right. So they were conditioning that into a group of uh, uh, soldiers. So I I, I, don't I, know, still, I, I hear I, you, and I think there's I some hope. I just I with you go ahead. Prospect of super soldiers in the military. I don't disagree. I agree, but. They're the best we have based on our DNA. I still think that we are not a superior species. We're just not. I think the Anunnaki are by far superior and much more advanced, much more. Uh, so are the, are the Anunnaki able to, uh, I, I, my, the story that we've tracked is that they became uh, less fer fertile and they weren't able to reproduce and so their numbers went down. And that's one of the reasons why they, you know, joined and created uh, Homo sapiens sapiens is because we had hybrid vigor and we could reproduce on a greater scale. And that's why they brought Adapa back and gave him high powers because he's got that extra. The, the thing about the, the Anunnaki and uh, why they created man, it all comes back to uh, the very early days when they were colonizing this planet and they needed... Uh, workers for the mines because the Anunnaki's didn't want to do it. So they created uh, Adamu and Adama and that, that was the beginning of our species. Um, and from everything that I've read uh, and seen, uh, especially uh, from Lloyd Pye, that that's spot on. That's exactly what happened. But the Anunnaki are a superior species and i just don't think that we are anymore i think that uh we are at at our best we would we defend home and family and uh try to be upstanding citizens and our at our worst uh we turn into politicians or child molesters take your choice <laughs> you know right uh, uh, so i would you think we'll take over the cosmos and be the form in which we reincarnate? If if this uh, human species is becoming obsolete, then uh, um, they're, they're going to you know kind of shut down the Earth planet and open up another uh, other real estate. What do you think uh, is the grand you know scene there? The grand design there? I don't think that there is a, a a grand strategy. I think that mankind may survive on other worlds in this galaxy, I think that that's that very likely. But I think that uh, we may die out on Earth. Uh, it could be in a blink of an eye, or it could be very slowly as uh, the environment falls apart all around us. Uh, I just think that mankind was not good stewards of the environment and we're about to pay the price. And I think that Hurricane Harvey is just the tip of the iceberg. 
we're going to see very extreme weather. We're going to see variations of hot and cold where we really haven't seen them before. And where we've seen uh, very severe weather, like in the Gulf of Mexico, we'll see even more. And it will disrupt uh, the country economically and uh, agriculturally. Uh, you know, like you, you can't grow food in a place that, you know, the, the water's contaminated. And, and when we're on the process of water contamination, uh, fracking, what we've done to uh, oh. water in the ground with fracking, and they have uh, capped so many wells here on the West Coast because of something called PPBs in the water. This pollution in the water is microscopic, but when they detect it in the wells, they shut the well down. And they capped hundreds of wells in Southern California because they're polluted. And they, they've capped wells because uh, the levels of radiation in the water extremely high. Uh, when we started testing underground back in the 50s, uh, underground nuclear testing, uh, we did a lot of damage to yeah. water supplies. So John, just we'll not have to uh, pause right there. We'll be back in just a few minutes after this second break here and we'll explore what you're talking about and let's see if there's any ways of uh, coming out of this mess and let's uh, put these suggestions for solutions up there. Okay, you're listening to Divine Paradigm on KCLR. We'll be back in about three minutes. You are in the Divine Paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Some call it the height of human civilization. Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide colors use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this. Alien Deceptions, a suspenseful sci-fi romance thriller by Tina Marie. Featuring the tantalizing Erica Jones and the mysterious Russell Hamilton. An out-of-this-world book of fiction based on years of document facts and files the government does not want you to know about. At least, not yet. Alien Deceptions by Tina Marie. Available now at Amazon.com or get a signed copy at TinaMarieEntertainment.com. Get your copy now. I can't hear you, but you can hear me, right? Hang on, I want to make sure I understand so a non-citizen can go over to a hospital and walk in and get emergency treatment. That never happens here! 
What happens? Jobs are created. Guess what happens? The economy grows. Then you have more people paying taxes. Do they not understand? I don't want to hear any more about Islam. I don't want to hear one more word about Islam. Take your religion and shove it up your behind. I'm sick of you. Fatigued by the identical mind-numbing viewpoints up and down the dial? You fat pig who lies on his back all day, demanding that everybody else subsidize them. What do you do, jerk? All right. Well, listen to the master of provocative insight, Dwight Lilly, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Whether it's local or national news, Dwight has his finger on the pulse of the nation. So now you've got a case where Clive and Bundy, in an interview first broke in the New York Times, it is his comments are beyond repugnant to me. They are beyond despicable to me. They are beyond ignorant to me. The Dwight Lilly Show, never restrained and always opinioned. Talk without the fluff. The world is about to change forever. Get your weekly dose of truth every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Alien Deceptions, a suspenseful sci-fi romance thriller by Tina Marie. Featuring the tantalizing Erica Jones and the mysterious Russell Hamilton. An out-of-this-world book of fiction, based on years of document facts and files the government does not want you to know about. At least, not yet. Alien Deceptions by Tina Marie. Available now at Amazon.com. Or get a signed copy at TinaMarieEntertainment.com. Get your copy now. Woven throughout the universe are keys to a hidden message, awaiting a voice, a voice that can decipher their coded meaning, a cosmic connection to the cosmos. Tune in to the KCOR Digital Radio Network at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection with astrologers Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard. Your weekly astrology reading is but a phone call away. So call Cosmic Connection Sunday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and get your free reading today. Cosmic Connection with Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride. Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to do every day. Escape the Matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts. 
Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. We are here, Janet, Sasha, John, and Tina Marie. I just want to put on the table for this final segment. We're going to have to have you back, John, for sure. But okay. um, there are other species here on this earth that apparently are are beyond level zero um, because look at the inner earth and the um, other species down at the Antarctica uh, underneath the planet. They apparently have much more advanced technologies and higher levels of civilization and ways of interacting and being. And they're part of this ecosystem. I think that they are emerging and coming out and are not going to let this whole planet perish because they too reside here, uh, although it's under the earth, but they have, they're invested into the future of this planet as well. So I just want to put that on the table. What did you want to say, Sasha? And then back to John. Well, I'm just looking forward to the, uh, the, to understanding more about the cloning program and how it works. I, uh, Len Kasten has said that uh, when Hitler did some of his big shows, when he just came to power, he had all these super soldiers that he'd been cloned. They were marching in perfect precision uh, uh, in, instead of the ragtag uh, army that he got when he first came to power. And so the, the cloning program may have been around at least in Nazi times. So anyway, I'd like to hear about the cloning program. Well, of course, one of the things that the Third Reich did experiment with was uh, genetics, and Dr. Mengele uh, was basically in charge of the program, and he was absolutely obsessed with genetics and uh, children with blue eyes and blonde hair, and uh, he experimented in the camps on them. Uh, a lot of what his discoveries were have never been revealed to the public. Uh, I understand that uh, his research, as macabre and horrifying as it was, uh, did fall into allied hands, but I don't know uh. where it went beyond that. But yes, uh, young, fit Nazi children were encouraged to breed with other young, fit Nazi children that fit the mold of the Aryan race. There's no doubt about it. And uh, the minute that Hitler came to power, that's what they were all about. They were Great. doing that. And, Are they uh, looking for the, the, uh, the uh, Anunnaki DNA genetic marking? Because apparently we go back to one common ancestor. Blue eyes go, blue eyes go back to one common male ancestor and he was uh, what in the this about 20,000 years ago apparently Eki came back and had sex with another human or something there's some further inbreeding with humanity to create the blue eyed and of course everybody was so amazed with the blue eyes they wanted to breed with it and so that's why uh, blue eyed people you know the population grew rather than being wiped out, it, it was such an you know an anomaly to them. They go, "Wow, we want blue-eyed children." So, um, and that might have been what they were looking for. But you were saying on the break that age is not even a number for the Anunnaki. They're a level five civilization. They can self-perpetuate their bodies for as long as they want. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about that? They uh, use biomechanics and technology to perpetuate their bodies. Uh, they can grow organs, uh, eyes, limbs, whatever they need uh, to keep going. Uh, their medical advancements are, are you know, so much 
Uh, it would be light years ahead of us. I think that's the way to describe it. I don't see that uh, we're we're in the in the medical fields. We're still scratching the surface. Uh, we just learned the other day uh, the announcement was made in the media that scientists can edit DNA, and that's been around for a very very long time. Uh, the ability to change DNA and edit DNA. Uh, I think that we were able to do that uh, easily 50, 60 years ago, but it's just come to the public purview now that, yes, we can edit DNA and, and take out the bad genes. This, this is not new. Well, it's not being repressed on, um, intentionally that we're not getting this information. Oh, we got it. CRISPR. CRISPR technology has now been uh, given to the gen general scientific population. And uh, there's all kinds of legal and illegal research. With What CRISPR technology does is allow very precise editing by uh, using a, a, a virus that's been uh, – a killer uh, bacteria and training it uh, and you, it's very very precise and there's experiments going on all over the globe right now and you're part of an experiment so obviously this technology exists here so are we truly a level zero civilization or or as part of are we just uh this is just a slave population and we only get you know the old stuff and ancient information that's not relevant anymore while there's a part of it the breakaway civilization is it's uh, level two, three, four, five, at least in terms of technology. You know, we're, we're level zero. We've not moved to level one yet. Uh, extraterrestrials have long bartered black technology for access to airspace and spaceports that, that you know, were designated theirs alone, uh, like uh, the one we have. Uh, in Nevada, near Nellis Air Force Base. Uh, these things have been going on a long time. It's typically, they will give you some little piece of technology and, and you run with it. But they get what they want in return. Uh, so I think that uh, none of our technology would even interest uh, extraterrestrials at a level one. Uh, right. What, we're, so we're, why are they coming here then? <clears throat> why, why do they want to come into our airspace and come here? What do they What do they get from the planet here? What's ah, the, now, we're, get, now we're to the, the meat of what they're really here for. Yes. <clears throat> if you look at recent discoveries made, say in Peru, on the NASCA plane, extraterrestrials were going there. They blew off the top of a mountain and created a landing zone. And then uh, they actually buried some of their own species there. And very recently, uh, they got dug up. And right. what we saw was gray aliens and what they really looked like. And as it turns out, uh, we, were, we were pretty close. On what what they what the general population thought they looked like, but uh, I would say that the pictures that have been released through Gaia are astounding. Have you seen them? 
I've seen them. Are they? Is that what rock looks like? Your your, Basically, your friend. Yes, but there are different species of gray aliens, and rock is very similar, but he has more fingers for some reason. Right. And I th I thought that was interesting, and I I think that uh, just as you know, like we have. Uh, different racy, races within our species, the gray aliens had the same thing. They have different races with different physical attributes. Uh, with the reptilians, some reptilians have wings and some don't. Go figure. Great. So why were they coming here? Why, why do they have this Air Force base? We have something here. Uh, they... It's what do they want? Resources. They're looking for specific metals, okay, or or uh, things that they're not going to say. You know, there, there's deposits of this specific uh, mineral in the Nazca Plain, and we're there to mine it, and we've been retrieving it. In, in quantities for a long time. So that's where they, they've come for something on the periodic table that they don't have back home. And what's that? What's the mineral they're looking for? It varies. Uh, I've, I've heard that if you look at what was on the periodic table in 1950, and look at what's on the periodic table now, you'll get a clue. Okay. <laughs> New stuff and they found. So a lot of it is, is uh, stuff that is about powering their technology. Uh, when the Anunnaki came here, they came here for gold. They, they were interested right. Just metals, you know. So when extraterrestrials come to this planet, that's what they're they're looking for something that they don't have back on their home world. And extraterrestrials migrate through the galaxy and they have the same problems managing their environment on their home world. And very often their home worlds uh, are no longer able to support their species. So what do they do? Load up the spacecraft and go looking for a new home. And Stephen Hawking says that mankind has a hundred years left on this planet. And I think that Stephen is optimistic. I think that we have about 32 years left on this planet. And then organized society will cease, uh, We'll have chaos everywhere, and and mankind will be dying out. Uh, the right, only so, thing that so they that were all gone. Mankind's gone, and this planet's left, and it is all is all life gone. Uh, do the cockroaches take over? Do the ants all? Do they come into the? Uh, do other species come into this prime real estate and take it over and? and start uh, putting their beings here. I mean, it seems like there might be some use for this hull. 
even if we destroy all humans. And then what happens to all the humans? I guess they rot. You know, we, we, we had a flood we one time. Your so answer die out. is as close as Mars. Mars had a nuclear holocaust, and we know that because there was a, an isotope on Mars that only occurs after there's been nuclear detonations. And once that isotope was discovered on Mars, then that was an aha moment. Everybody said, that's what happened to Mars. We know that there was a civilization on Mars. I believe that was an Anunnaki civilization. And right. Or, and it got extinguished in the blink of an eye. Is there still life on Mars? Uh, not humanoid life uh, that is native to Mars. Uh, Mars gets visited all the time by extraterrestrial species, and they're researching the Anunnaki civilization. And we've seen many instances of extraterrestrial spacecraft from different species of extraterrestrials landing on Mars, taking off. It, it, you see it uh, with uh, Google Earth and right. NASA, it, it's, they can't airbrush it out fast enough anymore. We know what's happening. So well, apparently, from our, our our whistleblowers, it, there is so uh, there are some cultures that survived underground. A lot of them are uh, they come up periodically. the The surface appears to be uh, there are many very many hostile creatures like huge spiders and insects that are the size of a you know Mack truck or, or bigger. Uh, apparently, there's some uh, reptilian um, dinosaur type beings that are different but similar to those on Earth. There's a whole ecology up there, but it's very dangerous and hostile. Uh, and there's even a breathe and an atmosphere that you can breathe. This is what we get in our reports. And we've had uh, a you know, number of whistleblowers coming forth. Did you ever get a chance to visit Mars? And if so, what part of Mars were you on? I, I surveyed Mars. Uh, what seems ages ago, we surveyed Mars. What we discovered was there was a vast underground on Mars. There's life on Mars, but not uh, native uh, humanoid life. And uh, yeah. I had discussions about Mars with uh, Elon Musk. And I told him, you're going to go there. You're going to start a colony. You better... Take weapons with you. <laughs> yeah. Because if you think that you're going to be the only one there claiming the 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 land, you're mistaken. And uh, I was very blunt with them about it. I said, you're, there's going to be competition uh, for whatever resources you find there. Uh, is there water there? Uh, I'm sure that they're going to find water. I'm sure they're going to find... Uh, plant life there that is still existing. I think that it's a, a very hot, desolate planet. And can it be terraformed and uh, have the atmosphere increase to the point where it could support life again? I think it'll take 100 years to happen. I think those right. people that spend $100,000 
for that one-way ticket to Mars are going to be very disappointed when they get there. They're going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, you know, it, um, ha have you uh, got, have, it would be good for Elon to talk to some of these whistleblowers before he makes his the major investment and in, in decision, because there's just a lot of reports. I don't know what's true, what isn't. I'm just, you know, the reporter here interviewing these people and getting the stories. But there seems to be uh, some strong correlations there are some differences. Uh, what we're what we're identifying is okay. You know, people who land at the North Pole are seeing a much different Mars than those that are at the equator. So, okay, where have you been? Some people don't know where they were because all they they're they're being taken on these transports, and you know the windows are blacked out. They don't see anything until they actually get out, and sometimes they emerge underground. And and if they get to the surface, they have no idea where they are. So. Um, well, it's interesting I, that you've talked to Musk, yeah. I don't think that Mars is uh, a good choice for anybody. I think that there are Earth-like exoplanets uh, that are not inhabited uh, by a humanoid species that are very attractive. And, and as I've said before, the, the United States has two uh, colonies on uh, Earth-like exoplanets, uh, and and not that far away. You can get there. It's just a matter of a few light years. But the the bottom line so is, so are they going to let Elon, you know, do his thing and make make all these mistakes and make a fool of himself? Are they going to align with Elon and and you know tell him about these other planets? Who's they? All uh, the powers that be who have these planets that are outside of our solar system are relatively close. I, I think the Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk will get together with somebody called Robert Bigelow, who has Bigelow Air yes. Aerospace uh, right. in Vegas. And Robert Bigelow uh, makes these pods that basically can transport large groups of people. And this is the kind of system you need to... Uh, move a segment of the population off this world. And I believe that Robert Bigelow uh, foresaw uh, what was needed and he's tested it all with NASA and he knows it works. They know it works. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk know it works. Uh, he's going to sell units to them and people are going to be passengers in them. Uh, right. And uh, um, what's his name? Bill Tompkins, who just died, he, he said that we had these transporters, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. So we know they work. We know they exist. And, and our whistleblowers are saying they're already being utilized. Uh, so you met Elon Musk. Does he know your story? I believe he does, yes. We, we've... Uh, had a lot of communication back and forth. Uh, uh -huh. I don't always get to talk to him directly. Sometimes it's a secretary. It's just like when I, I used to communicate directly to Stephen Hawking uh, a decade uh -huh. ago, but now it's always uh, I send the email and his secretary sends me the response. Yeah. And, 
it, 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 things change. Uh, one of the things that probably, you know, like, uh, I see, you know, like, uh, Stephen Hawking's optimism and, and I, I am a pessimist. I think we have 32 years left and, you know, and if we wanted to turn this around, could we? The answer I'm still going to give is yes, but do you think that Congress, the U.S. <laughs> Congress, would say, my God, we're, we're at an environmental catastrophe and we need to clean things up? And do you think they would do it? I, I All they have done. It's obvious to everyone, even the Congress, but they'll have to decide if they uh, ally themselves with humanity or with these, whoever this species is that's trying to terraform our planet to take over once we're gone. Uh, we have just a couple minutes. Sashi wants to say something before no. we're off the air. Sorry I took us over. We have two minutes to close. Uh, John, tell everybody about your, your books, your new book coming, your book you had, your uh, website. My, my book will be in uh, general distribution, and you're going to get a copy, and so will Tina Marie. Uh, October 1, it will be out. I, I do a whole chapter on my Canadian partners. And then I do a, a, a chapter on meeting with uh, Yahweh Elohim. All right. Wow. And Yahweh is uh, the uh, on another Anunnaki planet. In it, but not Nibiru. So we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have you back for a show on that one. You're gonna be in Vegas, right, at a conference? Yes. When's that? And and that will be the the twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and and I'll have a desk there and sell books, you know, and and autograph them, and and talk to people. I like talking to people. Uh, I haven't done it for a while. Uh, and this book uh, will probably be my uh, last book for a while. I'm not. I'm not planning to do another book uh, in the immediate future. Uh, four or five right. years down the road, I, I may write something. Uh, it just depends. Uh, Mark, we're out of time. What's your website before we get cut off here? www.johntiderii.com All right. We'll tune in to go meet John in Vegas and the, at the conference. And we didn't get the name of the 5D events. I think the 5D events. All right. Thank you very much Thanks, for listening. John. Thank okay. you, John. Anytime. You have to divide paradigm, paradigm on, on KCOR. In three, two, one. Until next week, we must leave the world of the divine paradigm. But always remember, you all exist on more than one plane or dimension. And there is a shift coming. A shift to universal consciousness. A shift to the divine paradigm. Divine paradigm. For more information on the Divine Paradigm as well as the hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson, please visit their website at AquarianRadio.com. Divine Paradigm, 
live every Tuesday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Your transformational future is at hand. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.